I'm Michelle. And I'm Emily. And right now you're listening to the coming of age story of me. everyone welcome back to the coming of age story of me i'm michelle and i'm with emily hey emily how are you good michelle how are you i've been fine i've been doing like a lot of reading lately in the summertime and like speaking of reading that's what today's episode is about so today we'll be talking about some of our favorite books Yes, and by the way, if you want to know the guilty pleasures of Michelle and I, please stay till the end of the episode to learn about what books we like to read besides the serious books we're going to recommend. Yes, okay. So one of the first books I think I read this summer is called Hood Feminism, Notes from the Woman, A Movement Forgot by Miki Kendall. And it's such a good book. I would definitely recommend it to everybody. So the book talks about feminism, specifically mainstream feminism. And like it critiques fem- mainstream feminism in a way. It's like talks about the importance of intersectionality. And it's written in like a unique way. So it's comprised of like 12 short essays in one book. And each topic is so interesting. Like I, it will change your perspective definitely because before reading this, I did not know that these issues could be feminist issues, but like it just shows us the importance of intersectionality. Like she talks about food insecurity, how that's a feminist issue and hunger and housing, education and the gender gap all in one. And it's just such an amazing book to read. And it's written from a black woman's perspective which is also very interesting. Wow, so it's like covering feminism and racial equality on different aspects of life within one book. Basically, yeah, it's so good. Wow, that's so cool. I wish I wish that everyone will read it because it's very important for, for our society to learn about those issues and people rarely talk about intersectional feminism. So that's like very meaningful. Speaking of which, I also have a book that talks about racism and feminism. It's called Minor Feelings by K- Kathy Park Han. So it's about kind of about, like you said, about racism and how like as Asian American women, the stereotypes I face and it covers a lot of things that are um, necessary for us to know, especially during this time where AAPI hate is really, the hate crimes are really soaring. So um, I think this book is the book of our age. <laughs> I really, that book sounds so amazing. I really want to read it, Minor Feelings by Kathy Parkong. And like you said, it's so important for everyone. Everyone should definitely go and grab your copy right now, especially like since we see the rise of like hate crimes against the AAPI community and not even rise because these hate crimes have definitely happened way before like way before this year, but this year we see an increase of them. And I think it's definitely good for everyone to like go and educate themselves and read this book. And it's written by an Asian American woman, right? Yeah. Okay, that is so good too. And like, I definitely want to grab a copy of that right now. I'm like adding it to my Amazon wish list, which like, I feel like 
by the end of this episode, we should just put all these books into like a like make a list of them and definitely put them on the website or something so everyone can go grab a copy or like share this Amazon wish list with everyone after the episode. Yes, the coming of age book list of me. <laughs> yes. Speaking of coming of age books, like the next book I kind of have is called Americana and it's by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And she's like a Nigerian author and poet. And basically the book is so good. I feel like it should be made into a TV series. I think it was originally. I don't know if it still is, but it talks about like a young woman. So she's from Nigeria and she comes to America for school because she go she gets this big scholarship to come to school in America. And it's basically her coming of age story. Like it deals with her new life in America, her dealing with race. She has to navigate race being a woman, dating, heartbreak, friendships. And it's kind of like, there's also a romantic feel about it because, so she's dating this guy in Nigeria, but when she comes to America, they like don't talk as much because like long distance. And so the guy grows up and then they, well, they both grow up, the guy gets married, but they still find a way to connect with each other. I won't like tell you the ending, but there's like kind of like that, Oh, will they get back? Will they not get back? He's married, family, like what happens? But that is also, it makes the story more better. Oh my gosh, Shimamanda Ngozi Adichie is literally my girl hero. She She's the We Should Be Feminist author, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, like her words are so, so right. Like everything she says sounds right and needs to be heard. Like, I can't even imagine if she she wrote a novel and, like, she wrote fiction. It will be so cool for someone that's so intellectual and has, like, these deep thoughts to share to write a fiction. I want to read it. Yes, and, like, she's definitely my girl hero, too. Like, my Common App essay for college was about this book, and it was about her. And then something that makes the book even more unique is so... The girl starts a blog, right? And so you were talking about how Chimamanda is really famous for her nonfiction intellectual work. And so basically in the blog, so the blog essays I like put into the book too, cause like the main character, she has a blog. And so in her blog, she talks about different social issues, she talks about race, how to navigate that. Also black women's hair. She talks about so many topics. And so you still see like Chimamanda's intellectual side come in, even though it's a nonfiction book, because she's like writing about these social issues in between each chapter, which is also very cool. Wow. And it's it's about em- immigration rights, right? Like immigrants. Yes. I love this book already, even though I haven't really got into it, like got really <laughs> into it. <laughs> Eek! I love this Rex. Okay, so um, Shimamina Ngozi Adichie is obviously a very famous feminist figure that we as feminists really look up to. And the next book I wish to recommend is also by a very famous feminist figure. It's Bell Hooks. It's called All About Love. So um, basically, when I bought this book, I thought it's going to be about just romantic love, like love as we knew it. But um, also um, at the time I bought this book, I was going through some mental health crisis. So like I was kind of um, suffering a personal bad time. So I needed some book to like self-help. 
but there are a lot of self-help books out there that are not really helping and just stating the obvious. But this book, given that it's written by Bill Holtz, really covers some, I guess, serious issues, but in an understandable way, because a lot of self-help books will say something like, oh, you should love yourself. But like, how do I do it though? I know I should do it. So um, this book was not just about romance. It also covers a lot of human emotions like family and um, spirituality and passion. Even, even it covers like how we are raised. The way you raise your kid is actually um, the way they will learn to love other people, which is really interesting. And I never, I've never looked at myself in, in that way. Like I've never examined my life more than after I read this book. So it was really helpful to me. Like it's not just self-help. It was more like discovering different sides of myself and getting to know my own history. So I really loved it. I'm so happy. Like I really want to read this book too. And like Emily, I'm so happy this book was able to help you when like you were in a dark place. Cause like that's what books and what so many authors aim to do like to help people to inspire people and I'm so happy this book actually helped and like you were saying yeah a lot of self-help books state the obvious it's like okay okay you're like yes it's good <laughs> to love yourself but how do I actually do that and so it's just like okay this was not very helpful and I'm definitely gonna add this book on my list because I love bell hooks too and I'm just so happy like this book was able to help you Emily get out of the dark, dark place because like I said before, that's exactly what books are supposed to do. Yeah. I feel like so many authors like make self-help books just for the profit and don't sometimes think like, okay, is this actually a good book? But it's meaning like, okay, let me state the obvious and get some cash from this book. <laughs> yeah. And even some self-help books, they will include like merchandise like, a, oh, like a crystal ball you should buy. And it's just so, so commercialized. The next book we have, okay, so the next book that I would like to recommend, I actually saw it on TikTok, which is not, I know it's kind of like, okay, but I saw it on TikTok and it was like, and I saw like, I saw it twice on my For You page on TikTok. So I was like, okay, maybe I should actually get this book. But it's called Everything I Know About Parties, Dates, Friends, Jobs, Life, and Love. That's a, that, that's a handful, but like, yeah, everything I know about parties, dates, friends, jobs, and life and love by Dolly Alderton. And it's really good because it's kind of like a memoir. So it's like, she's talking about her younger self and her younger life. And it's kind of like, she wants to advise young people in a way about some mistakes she made. And it takes you on a journey because we see her from like teenage years. She's like, oh, I wanna be an adult so bad. I wanna grow up. And then we see her in college and she's kind of like a party girl, loves to party, loves to go out to have drinks, like loves to live a wild life. And she even talks about one time she ended up in a whole different side of London at like 6 a.m. with zero cash. So she could not like catch a train or anything. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what's she gonna do now? So it's that type of book that you never know what the character is going to do now. But it's so good because we learn about this side of her life. And then it's like a really journey because from there she tells us she's in her late 20s now. Her best friend got married. And now like she's dealing with loneliness and everything. And then we see her go into therapy, which is like, yes, yeah, so you're finally, you're taking control of your life. You're going to therapy. You're seeking help. 
And then we see her drop out of therapy and we're like, oh my goodness, like, was this the right decision? And then she even tells us like at times she questions if that's the right decision. And then we see her join therapy back again. And so it's like that kind of book, it's kind of like a self-help book, but not really, but kind of in the sense that we see her journey and we can see the years and the decisions she makes. And so it's so good. And it's so funny too. Like she talks about some of her worst dates and some of the mistakes she makes. And so it's not only serious, but it's also funny. It should be made into a movie. I can't imagine, like I wanted to read this book so bad, not because of I knew it's gonna be good, but because of its cover. I know that people say don't buy a book just because of its cover, but this book's cover was so cute, right? right <laughs> yes and the tiktoks made it look so aesthetic i was like oh i have to get it <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay so like um i think most of the books we've covered are non-fiction and the next book i want to talk about is also non-fiction but it's kind of told in a narrative story-ish way so it's called on earth we're briefly gorgeous by ocean wong and um he's a vietnamese american poet and he has earned like prizes for his poems but this book was a long piece he wrote and it's based on the form of him writing letters to his mother who is from vietnam and um so it's about, I guess it's about his heritage and his family history. So it's very heartwarming, but at the same time, kind of sad. Like he talks about, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's a mixed feeling of, oh, this is so sad, but oh, this is so heartwarming, that kind <laughs> of feeling. <laughs> yeah, and the reason why I love it so much, like besides the book being awesome itself is because he was a poet like he was famous for his poems and then I like I like to free write poems in my free time and like although I can compare myself to Ocean Bomb, I, I feel I feel this connection to him because he's a poet and he's attempting to write a long piece but while he was attempting he made it better than his poems so i feel like oh maybe i should like i was inspired by him and then i started to write like more longer pieces myself during my free time i also love it when i see asian american writers like show their culture and heritage in their art so that's one of the reason why i really really love this book i love that emily and like i love how you were able to like also experiment with your writing and your poetry because poetry is so beautiful and like so many of my friends write poems and they say it helps them so much with whatever they're dealing with and I really want to read this book because I want to know like the ending like I want to know the happy but sad moment and I think it's so beautiful that it's basically love letters compiled to his mother like we all love our mothers so much and so I think that's so beautiful I want to read it so badly and I'm currently adding it to the list of books that I need to read on Amazon too. But like, yeah, I just, I want to know the ending, like the sad and happy part, I want to know it so bad. So the next book I have here, speaking of poems and like poetry, the next book I have here is called You Don't Have to Be Everything and it's poems for young girls becoming themselves. 
And so it's comprised of different poems by different BIPOC and queer authors, which is something that I really love. And so it's basically separated into chapters. So one chapter deals with loneliness, another chapter deals with sadness, and another chapter deals with becoming. So they're poems that help young girls and young people across the world, not only young girls, but young people find themselves and also process their emotions. And sometimes like, as we're young people we're kind of told okay well you're just being dramatic and sometimes our feelings and emotions can be invalidated but through this poem we know that every single feeling whether that be rage or anger or sadness or happiness everything is like it's good to feel this way like it's okay to feel these ways to feel this way and if it's a sad emotion like you will definitely like be able to like get through it like the poems that comfort you and know that you're not alone or you're not being quote-unquote dramatic like it's okay to process these emotions you have and then my favorite chapter is the becoming chapter because that chapter is all about self-growth and issues we face when we're becoming ourselves and growing into like who we are and finding our passions what we like what we don't like and what we want to do so it's definitely one of my favorite books and it's really sh it's a short read too so you can get through it quickly. Ooh, so it's collections of poems. Yeah, it is. <gasps> it's really good. I like, I love it. And like, Emily, I think you will like it too, because like you're really into poetry. So definitely recommend this to you. Oh, okay. So um, since like we're talking about, I feel like my, my entire list has a common theme of discovering like, like you said, validating feelings and kind of redefining human emotion. And so the next book I want to talk about is Modern Love by Daniel Jones. And so Daniel Jones was an editor at New York Times, and he had this project of having people share their love stories to New York Times. And he will organize it. And then I guess he has a co-organizer on this part and so but it was published into a book and it was um it says edited by Daniel Jones but I guess he has a he had a team of people working on this and it was also turned into a tv series with Anne Hathaway like in one episode they had Anne Hathaway which made me really happy <laughs> so um I really like short collections of stories because I'm a very impatient person and I like to give up on reading books, not because of the book themselves, but because I I just can't focus on one thing for too long. Like sometimes I have to read one book and then pause and then read another and then come back. Same, It's the same as like the way I watch TV dramas, like I will pause and then come back. But short stories are easier for me to follow so like when I found this book I was really really happy and also it's based on true events so that makes it really engaging because I will feel like oh this is this is really happening in real life not just some author's fantasy so that's like this is really cool and also like this book was like my dream book first because of the short stories second real life event and it started it has this big city love story vibe, which I really like because I have a glamorized image of New York in my mind since I, since I was a kid. And so reading this book was like confirming my belief 
of like finding love in a big apple. <laughs> I guess I guess people from New York would roll their eyes at me, but I really love the vibe of this entire collection. So it's not just any cheesy love story collection, like oh someone proposed on the second day they dated. Um, it's more like oh so this is love, and sometimes love doesn't equal happy ending. And living in a really interesting city doesn't mean that your life won't be boring. So that's like a lesson that it taught me. I love that so much. And like, I feel the same. I'm like, I have a glamorized view of New York too. <laughs> I just think that this whole project is so beautiful. Like I love books about love, 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 like they say, but um, definitely, I definitely want to read this book so badly. And I love like the, the idea is so unique. Like I would have never thought of something like this. And so the last book that I have here is called Punching the Air and it's by Ibi Zaboy and Yusef Salam. And so Yusef Salam is one of the Central Park Five. So he was one of the five groups of young people that were accused of murdering a young woman in New York. And they were actually sentenced to jail and served long sentences until a few years ago when they were proved to be innocent. And so they have, a, there's a movie on Netflix called When They See Us and it's about the Central Park Five and so this book is very special because it's kind of similar to, Yef to Yusef's story and Yusef is like the one that wrote the book and so in Punching the Air a young boy is accused of a crime he did not commit and he's actually sentenced to jail and so the boy is an amazing artist very good at what he does and so he often faces racism at his elite art school so that's one thing he also has to deal with. And now he's sentenced and incarcerated for something he didn't do. So the book is poems. Again, a theme of poetry. It's like, we did not even like plan out these books together. So the fact that all of our books have some element of poetry in them is so funny to me. But yeah, the book is comprised of short poems. So it's a really easy read. And so we see the main character struggle with hopelessness as he's in jail, question, questioning why he's there, why like, why he has to be like a young black boy, the color of his skin. And we see all those things. And I think it's such an important and good book to read for all young people, especially young black people all across the world. Like I would definitely recommend you to read this book because I like really enjoyed it a lot and it will definitely make you cry. Like it's so emotional at some points and I'm just like crying along with the main character in the book. I watch when they see us. So the Yusuf is this Yusuf? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. I can imagine how emotional his work will be. Right? Love him. Love the entire TV thing. And like this book sounds so good if it's like about, you know, because when I watch the Central Park Five and what they face, it was anger, but also feel so sad because it's still happening in our world. So yes. this book really, like, it's really impactful. Okay, so the last book of today's episode. I mean, the drum roll. <laughs> drum roll. <Please>. <laughs> it's called Big Magic Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. So um, this book was discovered, I mean, I discovered this book because 
I was scrolling through book lists by famous celebrities online one day because I desperately <laughs> needed book recommendation because not every podcast will have a book recommendation. So um, I had to go online and want to like, I guess I didn't trust my own taste. So like I wanted someone I look up to to recommend a book. And this book was recommended by Rupi. I think I know who you're talking about. Is that the author of the book Milk and Honey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Miss Rupi recommended this book. And she said, as a poet, as a writer, this book helped her went through a writer's block, like a period of no content creation. And so I was curious about, there's a book that helped that help us famous author like like Rupi to like overcome all that so I googled this book and then started to read it and so um also what's really funny was I I forgot who Elizabeth Gilbert is but she's actually the person who wrote Eat Pray Love <laughs> and I freaking read Eat Pray Love but I didn't remember the author's name and so like halfway through reading Big Magic, I was like, huh, this name is really familiar. And then I Googled her and realized that, oh, oh my gosh, I have a memory storage of a goldfish. How can I forget someone's name when I read the entire book? So yeah, I really enjoy this book. And it's kind of like a funny anecdote of I'm me in the book. But back to the main point, this book was so inspiring. Like, um, I feel like I get why this book can help someone go through the writer's block because it's talking about how um, even when we're not creating art or creating anything, we're still creative because we're human. And as human, whenever we step out of a comfort zone or really just try something, like if you wake up and you realize you want coffee instead of tea, then you're being creative because you're trying something new. So like every day we're given opportunities to be creative. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I made a sculpture of my mom. It's more like encouraging people to be creative by redefining what it means to be creative and to live beyond fear. I love that book. And like fear often, like sometimes it can like limit you from like doing what you want to do. So I really love the book title, Creative living beyond fear and I definitely want to like read it so bad and also Emily not like the memory of a goldfish because that has definitely happened to me like my memory is so bad too like someone can tell me something and I'll forget it like seconds later and then I'll be like hey, what did you say exactly but all of these books like thank you so much for these recommendations Emily I'm definitely going to check out every single one of them and I think like we can definitely like put all of these books either on our website or on our Instagram page, which you all can follow at Story of Me Podcast. And we can definitely make like a book list or like an Amazon wish list kind of where like we put all the books on the list and then people can like look at them and buy them if they want to buy them. And so that's definitely something that we can do. Yes, and like thank you to Michelle. Like I love the book you chose, especially the poetry. I I'm like itching to read them right now, <laughs> and I'll definitely like 
I, I believe I'll feel the same way as you after I read them. Like, I will definitely love the book you recommended. And also follow our Instagram, like, like what Michelle said, please follow our Instagram to stay tuned for new content. And also, as we promised, we're going to share two guilty pleasures. I mean, one guilty pleasures each from me and Michelle of the books we really, really like, but <laughs> might not seem so profound. <laughs> Would you like to go first, Michelle? Yes. So um, one guilty pleasure for me is, I don't know if you guys like the Harry Potter book series. So I was a huge Harry Potter fan growing up. And like my best friend, I even have like a mug and a poster and so many other things. But some guilty pleasures of mine is I like to go back and reread them a lot and like watch the movies again. I just, I don't know why. It's so, it's like kind of embarrassing but like, I like even take like the little quiz to find out which house you're in and stuff like that. Like that's how much of a fan I'm of the series. Not the author, cause she's a little problematic. We don't like the author over here, but <laughs> definitely a guilty pleasure of mine will definitely be indulging in the book series a little bit too much. The Harry Potter series. I have never, like, I'm not kidding. I've never read any of the Harry Potter books, which I think it's a sin, but, <laughs> but I just can't because, okay, like a lot of people read it when they were kids, which is like the, the golden period to read it because as you grow up, it will not feel the same, but I missed that period because I, I can't read, I couldn't read English and then I was not as good at, at reading Chinese characters because most young kids don't read very long Chinese novels. And so I missed that period. And after that, I already watched like three of the movies. So I feel like it's pointless to go back. But like now I regret it because I was always laughed out when people are like, oh, I'm in what house? And like, I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but some people think the movies are better than the um, books. Some people think the books are better than the movies. So I feel like you did not really miss out on a lot. Oh, really? Oh, at least not the faces of them. Like, at least I know which one is Harry Potter and, like, you know, the movie movie basic facts and, like, the, oh, the really cool twin brothers. <laughs> right? But, Emily, what's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure? Um, okay, so, like, I am a really, I guess, cheesy person. I love cliches. Like, I am 100% supportive of, of cliches because the only reason why they're called cliches is because it's been used for so many times and because it worked, right? Or else no one will keep writing about it and there won't be cliches anymore. So um, I really love, like, romantic novels. Those are my guilty pleasure. But one novel I recently read that's like so bad, but so good. It's called Anna the French Kiss. And so it's about this girl named Anna. She's from the US, but her father is a bit pompous and wants her to try the upper class social life, which sounds so bad, right? But that's what makes it so funny to read. Like it's satisfyingly weird. I don't know how to describe it. Like, 
it's just some of the things that exist doesn't make sense but feels so good so <laughs> her father sent her to France for boarding school in the middle of her senior year like in my senior year I was like my zits were over my face I had no time to sleep but instead her father shipped her to France to attend a really posh boarding school and then um at that school she met a really handsome guy named St. Clair um like his name was Etienne St. Clair and I was like how is this possible right <laughs> yes and so and like things happen and it ended up together of course and then and like when she met St. Clair he had a girlfriend but nevertheless they love each other like oh rolling my eyes out there why would you fall in love with a girl when you have a girlfriend already like yes that's so okay that's I just feel okay so now what happens to the girlfriend because you literally like someone else now yeah like reading from the main character's perspective we hate the girlfriend but when you look at it as a feminist and like as a normal person you feel like this is wrong you can't do that right yes that's why it's a guilty pleasure but it felt so good to read about like a cheesy mind-bending romance like that <laughs> i definitely i love romance and like rom-com books too and i'm definitely gonna like add that to the list because i have to buy it i just want to see like how it's told from her perspective like how do you make us hate the girlfriend when you're the one that literally stole her boyfriend technically but i want to read it from her perspective yes oh my gosh like after we finish our episode i'm definitely going to start reading some stuff i'm itching oh my gosh literally saying okay guys that was it for this week's episode and we really hope you enjoyed it and we hope you'll tune in next week for a new exciting episode like always and thank you so much for listening thank you all for listening the stories to be continued so stay tuned